a huge cracking noise. Beneath my left hand, this sheet of rock that bears my weight suddenly comes loose. It falls on my left foot and knocks me off balance. Instinctively, I try to find something on the rock to hold on to. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Everything is crumbling. It's all coming down. At the last moment, I jump, turning 180 degrees, staring into the abyss and pushing off with both feet. Everything speeds toward me. There's no more time to think. I crash into a steep slab of rock, first with my feet, then my backside, and then I keep going. I'm catapulted forward in a wide arc sailing through the air. When I smash into the ground, it's like an explosion. September 15th, 2005, 12.35 p.m. I'm still alive, after falling a total of 16 meters. It's been two weeks since Thomas and I arrived in California's Yosemite Valley. We've been here so often in the past ten years that this national park has become our second home. For the millions of tourists who visit Yosemite every year, the roaring waterfalls are the main attraction. But for us climbers, it's the rock formations that call to us, such as the Half Dome and El Capitan looming majestically over Yosemite Valley. For over a hundred years, these rocks have made the valley, as it's known for short, into something more than just an incomparable natural spectacle. Thousands of climbers gather here every year to seek adventure on its vertical walls. This unique collection of wild granite escapes is unparalleled in the world, a true mecca for the sport. The rock that stands out among all others in Yosemite is undoubtedly El Capitan, and the most irresistible route on its wall is the Nose, probably the most famous rock-climbing route in the world. It was on this very route that Thomas and I wanted to set the new record for the fastest ascent, speed climbing. Normally, time is not the most important aspect of mountain climbing. The point is usually just to make it all the way to the top. But after all the summits have been attained and all the faces conquered, climbers begin to look for new challenges. It is in the nature of the sport that, as time goes by, the achievements become more and more extreme. One is always trying to go faster, higher, farther. On the big walls of Yosemite, too, the race was on, and so the climbing grew increasingly faster. Days, hours, and minutes were shaved off the ascent times. One record after another was toppled. By the 1990s, an entire speed-climbing scene had developed, with a horde of young speed-demons lining up one after the other to break each other's records. The previous year, Thomas and I had not only set a new record on the Zodiac route, but with a total time of 1 hour, 51 minutes, and 34 seconds, we had also made the fastest ascent ever of El Capitan. Nevertheless, we were not yet 100% satisfied. The venerable old nose is the ultimate rock route, and setting a speed record here is the absolute pinnacle, the record that stands above all others. Only when the record on the nose was ours would we have achieved our aim. Our last great goal in Yosemite would be accomplished. But it wasn't only our objective that was unusual. 
We also had with us a 14-member film crew that had chosen our project as the subject of a feature-length documentary. Even before we'd left home, we knew that the world of film would be entirely uncharted territory for us. After all, Thomas and I are not actors. And though we were familiar with the presence of a camera from earlier projects, we didn't have the slightest idea of how much work we were taking on. Coordinating 14 film people is already challenge enough for the production manager, let alone the fact that we would all be climbing a mountain, to say nothing of a vertical wall.